Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. It's Tuesday, August 11th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. As the Chiefs put together their off-season financial puzzle, a couple of obvious storylines appeared. Patrick Mahomes would get a substantial raise, and Chris Jones deserved a lucrative long-term deal. To make these things happen, other players had to restructure their contracts, among them Sammy Watkins. There had been some post-Super Bowl chatter about what it would take to bring Watkins back and if he'd even want to come back. In his first interview with reporters earlier this week, Watkins diffused any idea of not wanting to continue as a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. On today's show, you'll hear Watkins speak to reporters. We'll take a break and then hear from Mahomes. We'll wrap up today's show with a group interview with Andy Reid. So here we go with Sammy Watkins. Um, hey, Sammy, how you doing today? How you doing? Good. Hey, um, you remember in that um, interview you did two, three months ago, you talked about maybe World War Three. was just wanting to, maybe you could clarify exactly what you meant there and also whether you still feel that way. And also, you could have become a free agent if you wanted to. Why, why was it so important to you to stay in Kansas City with the Chiefs? Um, very important to stay here. I think um, for, for what we did and winning the Super Bowl and the type of team and coaches we have, organization, um, why wouldn't I stay? You know what I mean? Um, I'm a guy that's been in the league now going on seven years, and um, I've been on teams where I was not so good, and we're not, we weren't winning. So um, my job was to really stay focused and, you know, be on a team to where we got well-established quarterback, well-established team, and um, coaches, organization, and um, I think the fun is in the winning um, more than anything. And also about the um, uh, World War III and, and whether you still feel that way? Um, not necessarily World War III. Um, I'm just a, a deep guy, I think, deeply. But um, I think now I'm, I'm past that, that that phase of looking into things. Um, I just really want to um, get back to football. I think that's the important thing in my life that, that um, I want to focus on football, family, and um just focus on being a better player, a better man. Let's go to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, what's up, Sammy? How you um, doing? Good. What is sort of the balance between wanting yourself to have big games week after week after week versus recognizing that the offense and you've got Tyreek, you've got Travis? I mean, what's sort of that balance mentally? Um, I think every receiver or any player want to go out there and do well and, you know, score touchdowns or catch as many as balls as you possibly can and get the yards. Um, and as myself, um, I want those type of things. And um, now, do I have to be mad or angry at the guys going out there getting it? No, um, I love my guys. I love to see guys going out there balling. And um, it's my job and my duty to serve um, others as well as they serve me. So as a receiver, yeah, of course, um, I want more balls and would love to have more balls. But that's not my focus. My focus in, in is getting the win and, and going out there having fun. Let's go to Bob Fesco. Go ahead, Bob. Hey, Sammy, the last couple of years in the playoffs, you've you've had big games, whether it was against New England, obviously the play in the Super Bowl, Tennessee, you've had some big plays. What is it about the postseason that, you know, you just come out of out of nowhere really and have these huge games and have huge performances when it matters most? Um, I just think I stay prepared. Um, you know, I just stay prepared all season. And, um, you know, when those plays are called and those opportunities are presented, um, I try to make the best of them. And um, so far, man, coaching the staff and the players, um, when, it, when my name been called in the playoffs, um, I've been producing, and um, that's the best thing about um, staying prepared and staying um, ready um, when, your, when your name is called. Go to Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve. Hey, Sammy. How you doing, man? How you doing? 
Hey, you, you posted on social media uh, about voting. I'm interested to know your thoughts about the voting initiative that uh, Patrick and Tyron have started and if you have any involvement with it. Um, for sure. I think, um, you know, everybody should vote, um, not just on the president and little things like that. But when you're talking about voting, you can change a lot of things in your community. And um, I think that's very important for us athletes to speak up and talk about it um, and, and not get involved in the other craziness that's going on in the world. But I think voting is serious. And um, if we can change just the small things and legislation or whatever going on in communities to get better people in. I definitely um, admire, I mean, admire the people that's out there fighting to vote and, um, and people that's pushing and um, spreading that knowledge. Let's go to Mick Schaefer. Go ahead, Mick. Sammy, whenever uh, people run back like highlight packages from the Super Bowl, one of the select few pet plays is always going to be that, that play to you, the deep ball to get inside the 20 to set up the game-winning touchdown. For you and your career, I'm just curious, where, where does where does that one rank? Number one, um, just to do it on the stage and um, the timing of that game, you know what I mean? And um, to do it on one that I think arguably the top 10 corners, Hall of Famer, is definitely one in the memory bank. And um, that, that's everywhere, my family, friends, fans, they always remind me, man, that's one of the biggest plays of the game, so I can always take that with me. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Sammy, thanks for taking some time. I was curious, I, I know that visualization is big for a lot of athletes, but we learned especially for you uh, this offseason. I, I was curious what you're visualizing for yourself in, in 2020 when it comes to yards, touchdowns, and maybe a role with, with the team. Visualizing um, Super Bowl, I think. When you're playing this game and you're on the type of team that we're on, as far as individual goals, yeah, you you love to have those numbers. You love to have all the touchdowns. But um, you got to be realistic with yourself and say that we have arguably seven superstars on one offense. Um, I just think it's hard on the coaches. It's not hard on me. My game is just going out there playing. But definitely have big goals for us to win the Super Bowl, and, and that's the goal. And um, individual goals is is, is – it's definitely set, but I think the focus is to, to stay um, on trying to win games. And if we can win games and, and Super Bowl and I can get a 1,000 yards, then, hey, that that'll be great. All right, guys, we've got time for a few more. So we're going to go Darren, Harold, and then Nate to close us out. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, Sammy, uh, good to see you, and thank you so very much for doing this, uh, as, as always. Um, wanted to follow up a little bit on Steve Walls' question about voter registration. You're leading – the charge down in Florida. Could you talk a little bit more about what your involvement is in your hometown uh, in Florida and then also here locally since you do also live here in Kansas City? How important is it uh, for the 3rd and 5th District for the Chiefs, the players to be organized and making sure the voters in those in those two districts here in Kansas City are registered to vote? Um, I think Pat, for the most part, and Tyron doing a well job as, as far as educating everybody in the locker room. Um, but back home, I just want to educate, not just back home, but anybody that's in the world that that that's wanting to vote and make the world a better place. And um, I just think voting right now is a big thing. And um, you see all the athletes stepping up and talking about it. Um, but I just think it's a good thing. Let's go to Harold. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Sammy. Hope you're doing well, man. Uh, my question to you about just your wide receiver teammates, obviously being with Demarcus and uh, uh, Tyree and Travis. Uh, you guys have just kind of spent a little bit of time together. How did they help you kind of progress as a man throughout your career during your time here in Kansas City? You mentioned that security earlier. And then how have you just all worked with each other with route running and getting acquainted with Mahomes? Not just obviously virtually you can't do it, but just getting together as you guys progress as you've been together a while and try to be here for a little while and longer. 
Um, we all just worked well with each other. I think when I got in, you know, um, those was a group of guys that, that was very knit close, and I was the kind of guy that was kind of kind of standoffish, quiet. But once I got here, those guys made me feel younger, made me dance, made me pop jokes and little stuff like that. So it kind of made me open up, and um, it's good to have a group of guys like that in the locker room to um, to help you be yourself more. And I think we got a great group, and um, I just want to continue to improve on it. We'll go Nate, Nate Taylor with the last one here. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Sammy. Uh, good to see you, man. I have two questions for you. Um, the first one is I'm interested beyond just dealing with the contracts and understanding that the NFL is a business. How much did your teammates um, sort of help involve you in your decision-making to come back to the team? Uh, how much did they, you know, sort of reach out to you to explain your, obviously, your impact and your um, their desire to have you on the team? Uh, to sort of be part of the running back tour. And then secondly, your contract is sort of structured where it is uh, incentive-based, and obviously that is sort of tied to statistics. Uh, I just wonder why you felt comfortable going that route and how much do you feel like you still have to prove to yourself beyond just what the incentives are of the contract? Um, yeah, I mean, coming back here was, was the number one thing in the offseason. Um and like I just why wouldn't I come back to win the best organization, the best team? And of course, we just won a Super Bowl. And if you look at the team, we haven't lost not one player who was active last year. So my job and focus was to come back and try to, you know, what I mean, win another Super Bowl. And I think that's the biggest thing. And as far as my contract, um, I think I made enough money. Um, it's, it's, I mean, I love more money, but as far as being smart and educated on this team and knowing that, you know, you got to pay Pat, you got to pay Chris, you, you got a lot of guys you got to pay. So for me to take a um, contract like I did was a blessing. Um, I still have an opportunity to reach up to whatever amount that I can reach up to. But um, just really just showing the world, like, it's, it's not all about money. Um, this is my happy place. So why not um, take a smaller contract and, you know, come out here and play with the guys I've been playing with. Hey, it's Blair. We have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Star's award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns presented on the KansasCity.com site, and it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. Your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star, and that support has never been more important. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Hey, Patrick. Hope it goes well, man. Um, we're talking to Sammy after, after you, and I'm, I'm just wondering, you guys talk a lot about what he does that maybe doesn't show up in the numbers. I'm wondering if you could offer just some examples of of uh, what he does for you guys, and how key was it to get him back this off season? I mean, it was a, it was extremely important. I mean, uh, to have someone of his caliber who uh, really goes out there and, and plays well every single week, and like 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 you said, I mean, he does so many things well. Obviously, he catches the ball well. Uh, he scores scores for us, makes a lot of plays after contact. But also, I mean, just as far as blocking or, or running the routes hard and getting other guys open. I mean, in this offense, it takes every single person. And I think you saw that when the playoffs and his number got called, he made big plays happen. And so uh, uh, it's a guy that we, we love having back, and that's what really helped our offense uh, continue to progress and get better. Let's go to Mick Schaefer. Go ahead, Mick. 
Hey, Patrick, I was just wondering, I think we've talked to you since uh, you, you purchased part of the Royals. I'm just wondering where the uh, where the idea to uh, to make that happen came from. It was a lifelong dream. And you, did, did you have the idea first or was it Travis uh, going with the, with, with the Mets there? I don't know who had the the idea first, but uh, it, it was something where obviously I, I love baseball. I grew up in clubhouses, and I love everything about it. And uh, whenever the Royals uh, got bought l- last year by the Shermans, I mean, I, I wanted to be a part of it. Uh, it took a little bit of time. I mean, those things take time. So it took almost a year to get all the language right and doing it at the right timing with everything going on in the world, obviously. Um, but uh, we, we were able to do it, and they were able to let me join in with them and be a part of something that's going to be long-term and in Kansas City for a long time. Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Pat, how are you doing today? Doing good. Good. Hey, just curious, um, over the last two years, what type of teammate Sammy Watkins has been? And maybe if you have a story or two that can illustrate what we're talking about here. I mean, he's been, he's been a great teammate. I mean, he's been someone that since day one has joined in at that receiver room. I mean, it's probably the one, the one the, that of the D-line is probably the most uh, fun room you could probably, probably be in, in in this locker room. And he's been someone that's that's been a leader in that room and someone that's got along with everybody. I mean, we we as uh, the quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, and tight ends and guys, we go usually, well, probably not this year, but we go usually uh, out to eat with the, the families, the girlfriends, and we kind of just uh, all hang out and, and eat dinner and sometimes go put chicken and pickle, play pickleball, whatever whatever it is. And so uh, we, we, we all have great relationships in that room, uh, in the whole offensive, offensive and defensive uh, room. That's what makes this team so special. Let's go to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Patrick. So we all know on draft night Clyde was your guy. You've been work, working virtually all offseason with him, but to finally have him in the facility, you get to know him a little bit. What are your first impressions of Clyde? Yeah, first impressions, I mean, he's a hard worker. I think that's the, the first thing that you can see from day one. Uh, he, he's always wanting to learn more. He's wanting to get in every single rep. They let him in, and uh, he's someone that it's, it's gotten better every single day. And so I, I'm excited to have him and uh, adapt him and involve him more and more in the offense. And as he, he learns more, he'll be able to progress and have more success every single day. Let's go to Therese Paler. Go ahead, Therese. Thank you. Hey, Patrick, how you doing today? Doing good. Hey, um, I, I think it's notable that you took a step of buying a team because we've seen a lot of big names in sports do that. He's buying a piece of a team, right? LeBron says he wants to. Um, Michael Jordan already has his own team. Uh, in the long term, and I know this is over a decade away. Like, I got it. You got a lot you want to accomplish right now. But in the long term, is there any part of you that's already thought about, okay, you know, I want to own a team fully one day in one of these sports um and has the last dance had any impact on you yeah i mean I've, i don't know if i've thought about that long of fully owning a team or, or whatever aspect that is but I, I i'm obviously very interested in in all sports and being a part of sports even when hopefully a long time from now my sport de- sports days are over and i haven't fi- ne- nailed the whatever where that's going to be at um, but I want to be a part of sports for the rest of my life because it's given so much to me as far as obviously on the field, but obviously, but also off of it, being able to have a platform to, to go out there and be a better person every single day. Let's go to Harold Coons. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Patrick. Hope you're doing good, man. Hey, my question to you about uh, you mentioned voter registration and the discussions you had with the team, and you mentioned you had your own struggles with it, just registering and then checking back on it and seeing that you know you weren't in the system. What's your advice for people that, uh, you know, are trying to register and, and trying to get go through that process as well and taking your experience from that and telling them that, hey, this is important, this needs to be done, but you need to follow steps to go through it? Yeah, I mean, my advice is that uh, first find as much information from whoever you think the best person is to find information from. 
Um, get as much information on it. Make sure you're following the steps the right way. And then once, kind of in my scenario, once you do uh, go out there and, and you, you do what you think you're registered and, and however you, you were taught and however you kind of went through the steps, make sure you check on that and make sure that everything is done the right way. And then I, then I would say after that, spread the spread the information. I mean, uh, spread the word around. Make sure you can get as many people registered as possible. That's how uh, people can show their voice in this nation. Let's go to Len Jennings. Go ahead, Len. Hey, Patrick. Uh, thanks for uh, joining us. Uh, Tomorrow marks the one month or month away from uh, kickoff of the season. I'm sure this month can fly by. How are you guys? How are you kind of uh, balancing everything that's happening in the news with with COVID and preparing for a season? And uh, secondly, your thoughts on the Tyreek uh, McCall Harvin uh, race? Yeah, first off, I mean, I think the the biggest thing you have to do in all of 2020 is just try to make sure you accept every challenge of the next day. You you just really every morning you wake up knowing that you're going to go in with an open mind, uh, prepared for whatever comes your way. And so for me, I mean, that's kind of how an athlete has to prepare for every single day, every practice, every meeting, whatever it is. And so I'm going to do that. I'm going to continue to do that. Every single day I wake up, it's a blank slate. I'm going to go out there, attack it, uh, be the best person, uh, athlete, or whatever it is that day. And uh, hopefully that, that we, keep, we keep going good as far as football facility and as a nation, we, we try to progress and get to the other side of this. And then the Tyreek and McColl race uh, – uh, I mean, obviously, both the guys are super fast. Uh, I'm just lucky to have both of them. I think Tyree got the first one, but I'm going to try to keep him from racing anymore. Uh, I'd rather them just run down the sideline scoring touchdowns during the game week. All right, guys, we have time for a few more. We're going to go Nate, Pete, and then Danny to close this out. Go ahead, Nate. Uh, thanks again for doing this, Patrick. We just got through talking with Andy, and I'm interested from your perspective as a quarterback, having maybe a couple new offensive linemen to start the year, uh, with Clyde not having any preseason games, what do you feel like you and the office need to get most out of these padded practices that are coming up uh, to prepare yourselves for whatever situations you're going to see uh, when the regular season starts? Yeah, kind of just kind of like I said earlier, I think you just have to take advantage of every single rep that you have. Uh, if that's in the meeting room, if that's on the field, or if that's in practice, that's in a walkthrough, whatever that is, you have to take advantage of it, knowing that you're not getting those preseason games. You have to, uh, you, you, practices are going to mean that much more. And uh, I think Coach Reed does a good job of that. I mean, he's going to put us in situations uh, that are going to be game-like situations. He'll try to prepare us for every single situation that, that we could encounter during the game. And then once you do get that, that one situation that might not be practiced, making sure you know what you, what you need to do. And so uh, I think uh, having those new guys and, and kind of setting the example of how we practice and how we play, I think those guys will, will follow right in and they'll, they'll kind of take that standard to there as well. And so uh, I'm excited for the opportunity to go out and keep continuing to move forward and progressing and, and getting to that next step of getting the pads on and then getting to the season, obviously. Go ahead, Pete Sweeney. Hey, Pat, thanks. Um, was curious first – uh, your initial impressions of the guard Osimile, and then if you would, I was just curious, as you're getting ready for the season, I, I know you've done the workouts that you have on the high school fields with your receivers, but what's been the greatest challenge for you with this unique offseason of like getting where you need to be, feeling mentally ready for the year? Yeah, I mean, uh, first off, with with the with those Simile and, and Rimmers, both those guys, both those guys are big. They're big and strong, and they're smart. And I think that's that's uh, the three things that you need to have when you come in to play in this offense. And so, uh, Kalechi, uh, I mean, when he shook my hand my first time, I, I had to like, hey man, easy a little bit, man. I mean, just how big and strong that guy is. Um, and so, I, I'm excited to have them. They're learning uh, obviously this offense uh, uh, quickly and progressing quickly. It's good about having veteran guys like that. Um, but I'm excited for that competition in that room just to bring the best out of everybody. 
Uh, and then, what was the second part of your question one more time? You got um, Yeah, got it. Um, yeah, no, I was just curious. As you're getting ready for the season, I, I know one of the things you did was you go to the high school fields with the receivers, but I was curious, um, what else has been, like, the greatest challenge in getting mentally ready for this year that's coming up quick? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the uncertainty. Uh, the uncertainty of, of every single day coming in and, and not knowing uh, exactly the, the routine that you always have been accustomed to. Um, but I think it's 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 a good challenge to have. It's dealing with adversity early early in the season, early even in the off season, uh, and trying to accept that and try to come out better on the other side. Man. And so uh, I think it's going to be challenging uh, challenging for everybody in this league. But uh, I- I'm excited for the challenge to try to go out there and show the world that we can do this the right way if we do it the safe way. Let's go to Danny to close us out. Go ahead, Danny. Normally, this week would be one that you guys would be preparing for a preseason game or a game and kind of getting in that mindset, that mode. At this point in training camp, which has been very weird, how different is it compared to what you've done in years past? And where do you guys feel like you are compared to years past? Uh, first, I got to get you a Texas Tech hat or something. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Don't second, but I uh, know uh, the, the thing with where we're at now versus last year, I feel like a lot of guys are still in physically uh, the shape that they were in or even better shape. I think guys really took it upon themselves during this quarantine time to keep their bodies in shape. And so that was, I don't want to say surprising to see, but that was good to see, exciting to see uh, when you come into camp and everybody is right where we left off at. Um, so now it's about the mental part of it. I mean, when you get these reps, I mean, it's hard to to – reenact these reps on zoom meetings so as these guys are getting more and more reps we're putting in all these new plays i think the coaches are doing a good job of really emphasizing the details of every single play that so that when we hit the field on that thursday night that we can play fast and play uh, chief football that was chiefs quarterback patrick mahomes of course and now let's hear from head coach andy reed uh, a little change of schedule today um we're in a phase two period so with the vet well with the whole team and so uh, with phase two, you're allowed to wear helmets and padded shirts, no offense versus defense. And then we had a special teams period. So got a lot of good work in. And again, we'll have two days of this, and then then we'll be able to start doing some offense versus defensive things with shells on. Anyways, it was a good practice today. Good to have the guys moving around. It's the second phase of the ramp-up period. The guys, they again, they, they moved around. Uh, quick, but again, there were no offense versus defense. All right, time's yours. <clears throat> Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey, Andy, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thanks, Adam. Good. Hey, was curious about Juan Thornhill. I know he's on PUP, at least for now. Can you give us a sense for how he's doing and when it's reasonable to expect he might be back to practice? Yeah, we'll have to see how, you know, how and when um, that he's there. He is doing well at this time. So we'll just, once we get into that phase where we're moving them around, the, you know, the guys, the trainers are moving around a little bit more, um, we'll be able to tell. But he's not ready, obviously, right now. Let's go to Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, good morning, Coach. Good to see you. Yes, likewise. Coach, with so many moving pieces on the offensive line, specifically the guard position and, and Lucas Nyang electing to opt out, what are some of the challenges to fully evaluate what you have there without the benefit of OTAs. And as a follow-up to that, uh, as a follow-up to Adam's question on the pup list, Rankin is also on there. Um, how is he progressing? Yeah, I'd say the same thing. I mean, they're they're all making good progress. It's just a matter of when they could come back. So as they ramp them up, the trainers, uh, we'll, we'll see. But uh, neither one ready to go right right now. 
Um, and then as far as guys go, you know, I thought Brett did a nice job of bringing a couple veteran guys. Um, so we've, we've got, we've got numbers there. We've got some young guys and we've got, uh, you know, these couple veteran guys that are added into the mix. So I think we'll be okay. Uh, number wise as we go forward. And then listen, Herbie, I mean, we've got, we've got a number of padded practices that we'll be able to evaluate. So, well, right now, listen, right now they're doing a good job. And then, you know, Andy does anyways, he rotates everybody and they all play uh, the different positions inside and outside. So, Go to Matt McMullen. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, Coach. Hi, Matt. Um, so you guys had a team meeting last week about voter registration. I'm just curious how proud you are of Patrick and Tyron for really taking a leadership role on all of this. Yeah, well, they had a chance to, you know, talk to the team. And I, I think what's important there is that uh, you can make a difference. Uh, uh, and that's what that's what those guys understand locally, nationally. Um, they can make a difference. So and so they're 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 going with that. They as a team, the guys feel that that's an important thing, and they've all jumped in and um, are, are working to register and, and go forward. Let's go to Blair Kirkhoff. Go ahead, Blair. Andy, in a um, in a normal season, this would be game week, and uh, with the, with a game on Saturday, I'm just wondering what what are you guys going to do to to simulate games um, in, in the next few weeks? Yeah, well, we'll get them in pads first, and we'll, there's a ramp up portion of that too, where. Um, we'll, we'll keep them in pads short and then we'll keep building there to our normal two and a half hours. So uh, on the field, uh, which is a CBA, uh, which is in the CBA rules there. So, and then uh, we, we will hit every situation that we can think of. I'm, I'm sure there, there'll be some that pop up that, you know, they, but for the most part, we'll have everything taken care of situationally. And then uh, we'll, we'll roll from there. We, we do some other drills that kind of, work into your team type thinking uh we normally do that too it's things you've seen let's go to therese paler go ahead therese hey coach how you doing today hey therese hey um quick question for you um just wanted to know your thoughts on patrick purchasing a piece of a ro- of the royals and like what your initial reaction to that was yeah well i'm proud of my you know how he how he's wired i mean he he's all in with the city and um, I think he expressed that if he already hadn't, that's, a, that's been, uh, that's a, a definite sign that, that he is, I would say. Um, and he loves baseball. So it's a, it's a match. Um, I, I joked him, you know, he, he's not, he can't play and do both, but he, he can be a part owner of one and play the other. So his two loves. Let's go to Darren Smith. Go ahead, Darren. Hey, thank you so much, Coach, and uh, good to see you. I, see. Uh, I might need to get I might need to get on whatever whatever slim thing you got going on right now. But uh, a couple questions. Obviously, this would have been the start of the NFL season with the Hall of Fame game and the Hall of Fame weekend. A uh, couple questions. One, who 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 are the top three Chiefs players, former Chiefs players? Do you feel should be in the Hall of Fame? And then also, uh, secondly, you know, some of your some of your players, obviously Chris Jones, Tyreek Hill, they boast about winning five seven championships. I know it's something that you don't usually like but uh do you do you mind him doing that or do you agree with it or what what do you think yeah, is- yeah um well listen i'm not on the hall i don't get to vote but i you guys can make make that uh decision on on the vote there's so many good players that have been through here that it's hard to pick them out and and coaches i mean uh, there there's some legitimate uh candidates for for from a coaching standpoint so um as far what was your other part there? The um, 
the last part of your question there. Just Yes, sir. No, uh, my question was obviously Tyreek Hill talked about winning the yeah. championships, Chris Jones yeah. five. Just, do you think it's over the top or do you yeah, so listen, I'm I mean you guys know how I how I roll with that. I'm not I'm not big on it, but um, on the other hand, I'm, I appreciate their confidence, but now it's time to work. So you put all that aside and you, you got to grind down and, and get going. And, and so they're, they've been willing to do that. And I think they'll continue to do that. Um, that's the way they're, they're wired there, but you know, it's a long off season with a lot of people asking a lot of questions. So things happen and, and, uh, but we move on. And, and like I said, you got to go through this process. Let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. <laughs> Good morning, Coach. Thanks for taking some time, as always. I, I was just curious. Um, we, we're getting Sammy Watkins for the first time uh, in, in a while, and this offseason there was that stuff where he would maybe desire a bigger role in the offense and so on and so forth. And I just was curious, what were your conversations like and what are your expectations maybe for Watkins here as you guys enter? I believe it's the third year now with him. Yeah, I'm a big Sammy Watkins fan. So I, I think he's a heck of a football player and really helps us make this thing go offensively. So... Uh, I, I don't worry about all that. I'd hope he'd want the ball more. I mean, that's a that's what great players want, and so um, that does that doesn't bother me that he that he said that. I'm glad he's back here, and he'll have he'll have opportunities for sure. Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate. Hey, Andy. Good to see you. Um, I have a, a a question that I don't know how much you guys have tried to go through yet because everything is obviously so new and fluid, but. Because this is a unique situation, has it sort of given maybe you and the rest of the coaching staff uh, sort of new ideas that you want to attempt to address in these practices? Because obviously, you know, you have a limited amount of time. But is there something new that you want to do from a practice standpoint that maybe you would not do in a traditional training camp in St. Joseph based on obviously having a lot of the guys already in the system and going in uh, to returning on the team? Yeah, well, we're going back. We're, we've obviously done our offseason studies we were able to give the players that over zoom and and now we're able to work on those things and then any additions that we put in we're able to work on those and you know the one nice thing about having it slowed down a little bit is that you're able to teach you can walk through it now we're able to run through it and then eventually we'll get into pads and there's no lull in the action there hasn't been that month off where guys have put it aside and then they come back and they're, they're right into the mix so I look at that for right now as a, as a positive thing. I, you know, you'd everybody would love to have the off season, but that's not what it is. So the positive is that we're getting all that worked in. The guys have been so receptive. You can tell that they paid attention on the Zoom, which can be tough, you know, when you're at home and some of these guys have children. So you got you got the little ones running around and kind of juggling that. But um, they, they, their retention's been great, and they've been working hard. So. We appreciate that. All right, guys, we have time for a couple more. Let's go Sam and then finish with Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah, hey, Andy, good to see you. Uh, we talk a lot about sort of the process and how this is different than, than a normal year, but uh, I'm curious, without being able to be in pads yet, what is missing? Like, where are you guys behind? Um, and I know everybody's in the same boat, right? But where are you guys behind compared to a normal year, and how do you, how do you address that? Well, because they, they gave us a couple extra practices and pads, we're, we're going to be okay. So we've got four practices here without pads on, and uh, we should be okay. We should be able to cover all the situations that we normally cover, which is important in this day and age of football. So situational football, because the margin between wins and losses is, uh, 
is very important. So we're focusing in on that, making sure we get that taken care of. At the same time, get the guys in football condition where they can uh, sustain four quarters. You know, but we're you know you're probably behind by reps that you've had in the off season. But other than that, uh, we should be able to catch up on some of that. Let's go to Matt Derek to finish it out. Go ahead, Matt. Hey, coach. Thanks for your time as always. Um, you know, we've all seen Patrick develop on the field, but I'm curious about him in the film room and the way he goes about scouting and what you've seen from him in developing that skill, you know, over the last three years. Yeah, well, this has been a great offseason for that, uh, where we could go team by team and look at the different ways that they're trying to work against you, take things out from the year before when you had an opportunity to play and, and look at those different looks that teams are giving you. I thought that that review process um, where you couldn't do anything else but kind of do that um, what was beneficial to him. And you know how he's wired. I mean, he focuses in on things, and uh, you give him a task, and he digs in on it and, and works through it. So I, I think that helped him. Uh, again, Every we've got great defensive minds in this league, so these guys are putting together um, these unique looks for him, and he's able to look through that as it's slowed down here a little bit with the offseason and power through it. At the same time, he knows he's going to get some more new looks. Um, but that's kind of how you build your quarterback resume as you go. It takes a couple, three, four years there, you know, to, to get everything down and, and then you're rolling. That will do it for today. Thanks to our production staff of Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, Beth Wells, Jeff Rosen, Chris Fickett, and Savannah Smith. Hey, earlier in the episode, you heard me talk about the Sports Pass offer. It still stands and still a good one, 30 bucks for a year's worth of sports coverage. And that includes the Sports Extra that comes with the E-Edition. There are 56 additional pages of national sports coverage today. I've never seen more than that, 56 additional pages of national sports coverage. Well, here's an even better offer. Buy the entire Kansas City Star product. Sports news features, commentary, analysis, the whole thing. You get all the stories written by my talented colleagues, plus additional sports news and business coverage on the E-Edition. The details can be found at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. That's account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. And whether it's the Sports Pass or the full subscription, you're getting and supporting the best sports and news coverage in Kansas City and helping us produce programs like Sports Beat KC. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back on Wednesday with another episode.